Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Welcome to Warrior Mothers You Know. Thank you so much for being here. We are really wanting to extend a special welcome to you. If this is your first time here in person, we're just so glad that you're here and you other gals that come like really your faithfulness and your caring hearts to come and be part of the power of this meeting means so much to what happens here. So thank you so much for that and for being willing to consistently come and be part of the the solution of lots of things just because you're here to add a voice to the revelation you're experiencing or the experiences you're experiencing. And we just really have found here that revelation is scattered among us for real. And when we help each other and notice how much Heavenly Father wants to help us, some neat things happen in this meeting. So today we're really excited because Maurice Harker is here for our Q&A and then we're going to have BJ share some information. But I just wanted to quickly say howdy and we love you and we think you're so awesome, you ladies that are listening to the recordings. We just want you to know we're glad that you're there. Okay, BJ, you're on. Awesome. Thanks so much, Karen and Maurice. Really, you sneak off every time. He has that, uh, I love that smile and that wave he comes in with. But anyway, I just was thinking about the other day, how many weeks and weeks and weeks and times that you've come and how I've just gathered up lots of your little nuggets of advice and experience. And 
it's made a big difference in my parenting and my feeling of I'm more peaceful about this. Sometimes things haven't changed <laughs> or, or gotten to where I thought that's actually worse, but I, I, but I'm happier. Things are worse, but I'm happier. <laughs> you know what? There's something about perspective. And one thing that I love about Maurice is that he just doesn't say, just ask me, I'll tell you what everything is. Lots of times they'll say, you go ask and get your own revelation about some answers to this. Doesn't just feel like I've got it all. I just, that makes me feel so safe to have him point to just the opportunity we have to get our own revelation along with the help we can receive just from other information and, and tools and principles. And anyway, I just love that. So thanks, Maurice. Thanks for being you. And I just wanted to welcome all of you here. We've got a couple of new faces here. Just so welcome to be here. Thanks for coming. Maurice, I just wanted to say thanks for being here. Really, it is really cool how generous you've been with, with you here for several years. Thank you. You're our first Tuesday of the month guy. We so appreciate it and everything that you do. One of the things I wondered if you could do today for us, just so we have a whole month to be thinking about it or, you know, some weeks, like almost a month before it's implemented, will you be sure to just tell us about the new Passion Project training and what's coming? And then we can be noticing it. And then the next month when you come, you know, we'll have received all the information about it and maybe been able to read through it and if we have questions, we can bring them up then next month when you come. Hi, thank you. And you're very nice to say such nice things. I appreciate getting some of the credit for the foundational stuff between we signed Mothers Who Know, but it's actually my wife's idea to start Mothers Who Know. Karen's been glorious at the execution facilitation and bringing it all together with great vision. But there I was being a normal boy doing what normal boys do, which is be micro-minded and hyper-focused on things that don't involve what women are dealing with. And she was just talking about, I was just talking about the work I do with young men. And she just said, there's going to be a lot of scared moms out there. And I'm all, what? What moms? Oh, she's all, yeah, that's what I figured. And so in a pleasant and uplifting way, we started brainstorming the idea of serving mothers somehow. And it was right around that same time that I met Karen and we started strategizing, game planning, trying things for the first time until it's become what it's become. So a little background about all of this stuff. I became a therapist because I wanted to find ways to help people implement gospel principles in a scientific way. I felt limited in Sunday school classes where you couldn't really get in people's heads and kind of find exactly what was missing or wrong and, and then use concepts that actually work. I was disappointed in college. There's a lot of neat stuff you learn in college about psychology, but when you study profits very carefully, you're light years ahead of scientists when it comes to psychology, but you do have to learn how to sift the psychology out of the conference talks and the scriptures because it can be overlooked a lot. So when I'm reading a conference talk, I listen, when I listen for words like depression, anxiety, self-mastery, et cetera, and then I study 
what goes on around that to try to translate it into useful stuff into psychology. So my first goal was to become a marriage therapist and work on relationships because that was my biggest concern in my developmental years. But I was asked to be the pre-mission assessment specialist at LDS Family Services, and I have eight brothers and no sisters. And I'm familiar with the adolescent, young adult male psychology experience. And so I was asked to do the pre-mission assessments. It became very clear, very fast. that The number one thing delaying the boys from going on missions was sexual self-mastery issues that we used to call pornography problems. But we've learned that people would rather talk about self-mastery than problems, let alone that scary word pornography or that other word that starts with an M that no one ever says out loud in a meeting like this. Okay. But we learned that when you're working with someone who is in need of sexual self-mastery, the brain has a tendency to, well, you didn't ask me that specifically, so I didn't have a problem with that part. Parents and bishops are appreciating the phrase sexual self-mastery because it's all-encompassing with anything that involves sexual issues that need to be harnessed and controlled. So that was the beginning of the need for a training system that would serve this population well, accurately, successfully, and in an edifying, uplifting manner. All of the systems I'd been introduced to before had some kind of a shame-based unpleasant-based, awkwardness-based culture to them. Having been raised in a culture where I understood the sensations of we are at war, we are at war with a spiritual entity, and if we gather like soldiers instead of like debilitated humans, we can progress faster. Thus, the concept of Sons of Helaman. Okay, now, from the very beginning... I'm going to weave your second issue into this now, Karen. From the very beginning, one of the important phrases that I studied, because I myself needed to learn all these principles as well, is that this energy that is inside of us young men, this energy was never intended to be crushed. And contrary to popular belief, it is not only a sexual energy. This energy is not only to motivate a young man to participate in reproductive activities. This energy that we have now learned to call passion. Okay. And the phrase from the scriptures, it says, bridle your passions. It does not say kill them or stomp them out. It says bridle them. And so over the last 30 years, as I've studied, primarily masculine psychology and primarily adolescent male psychology. I have gotten pretty good at girl psychology as long as they're over 20. Not so good at the under 20s, okay? but I think I'm up to 10% comprehension on adult female psychology and I'm feeling very good about that. I'm very pleased. But while I'm specializing with the young men, we learned that God blessed us with a little craziness, a little powerful craziness so that we'll do dumb things like walk into Egypt and tell Pharaoh to release the Israelites. Okay, you got to be a little on the crazy side to take on that job. How about being a 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18 year old who's ready to translate gold plates and start a new religion? You got to have a little intense craziness inside of you. 
to be Lehi, to be Nephi saying, of course I can build a boat. Of course I can build a boat. First time, let's all get in it and we will not die. And this is that guy, the brother of Jared. Okay, how did he talk his wife into putting her children in that boat with bees? We need, in order to fulfill our stewardships as presiders, providers, and protectors, we must have an energy inside of us that is difficult to harness. It has to be powerful. And it's called passion. And so, as I understood, we must not stomp it out. We must not kill it. We must channel it. And moms, here's where I'm going to be a little bit sad for you is you're desperately hoping that I will be able to empower you to do this with your sons. But unfortunately, at least 75% of the training for becoming skilled at passion projects must be a man training men. Men must train each other or there will always be something wrong. Now, that doesn't take away your value. The work you do with a pre-adolescent male is pure gold. But how the story ends is not on your shoulders any more than Laman and Lemuel is Sariah's fault or Cain is Eve's fault. How your sons turn out is not your fault. Okay? I want to make sure everyone's clear on that. And there's a whole other conversation we have about that later. Okay? So when Sons of Helam was originally created, we... Made, put our major focus on removing the unwanted behaviors, removing the unwanted behaviors. My assumption was that it would be a very natural process for the warriors to transpose that energy from misbehavior into their passion projects. After watching this for 17 years, I'm not satisfied with how natural that process is. So after the fourth time of trying to find a way to implement a passion project training system, and after multiple revelations, we've found an extremely simple and effective way to implement it. And the missing piece was a gift from President Nilsson two years ago called a pattern for growth that we called the DPAR system, D-P-A-R. So the final philosophical concept before I give you some of the structural details is when a man transposes his energy from sexual misbehavior into doing things that will miraculously change the world, he uses up that energy and power to fulfillment in fulfilling those advanced level stewardships. A description of what a passion project is, I will give you a short version of it. We do have it written up. A passion project is a project that you are working on that combines your gifts and talents, otherwise known as spiritual gifts, that combines working with a teammate, one or more, that combines a goal that cannot be accomplished without divine assistance. So it will be a miracle. And it involves the repetitious process of discovering what could be done, what needs to be done, how it could happen. Planning, 
By the way, these are this DPAR from President Nielsen's Pattern for Growth. You'll find it in the Youth Handbook on your computer, okay? Learning how to discover ways of accomplishing things, ways of doing things, ways that have never been done before. Planning, strategically getting good at putting together ideas that could make it happen. Acting upon those plans, the A square, and then reflecting. How did it go? How well did we do, et cetera, et cetera? And then back to discover, doing it all over again. Let me tell you how big of a deal this is to President Nielsen learning how to do these four things. Most of us grew up with the old medallion-based and sticker-based and ribbon-based youth programs. Lots of checklists, lots of things to do to check off. If you remember two years ago, President Nielsen wiped out that entire system in one brush of his hand and replaced it with these four words. Discover, plan, act, and reflect, and everything around it in that small nine-page booklet is just designed to support those four words. And so, mothers, here's all that's really going to happen. The participation of a young man in Sons of Human is going to be exactly like it has been the whole time, except for a small little change when he gets to his eighth week. Already, between weeks eight and 12, they are required to be perfect for 28 days in a row or more to achieving their six squares. Now, may I emphasize again, mom, it's not your responsibility to make sure he does those six squares. If you are making sure he does those six squares, his brain will not be strong enough to be successful for a long time. He needs to fail over and over again like a normal human who learns from failure that he needs to try again, that he needs to try again, that he needs to try again. So when he fails, my prediction is that 95% of them will fail the first try. I'm totally planning on it. Okay. I hope what you do as a mother is you have a very pioneer woman response to you say, of course you failed. When we do hard things, we fail. And then we try again. If you're learning to play the piano, you don't get it right the first time. If you're learning sports, you don't get it right the first time. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fail. Okay. All right. So now the only change will be in the requirements for graduation that one of those six squares, the A square, will now be defined in the following way. And by the way, this is all written up so you don't have to memorize it. They must do some action towards the four things, discovering passion projects, planning them, acting upon that plan, or reflecting upon the efforts that have been made. They can do more than one, but they're only required to do one. So for instance, if he says, I'm kind of good with music, I wonder how I could get better at making my music available to other people, and he types in a Google search, how can an amateur musician make his avail music available to other people? He reads for five minutes on it, done. He is halfway done with his A square. He has now done some discover work. If he wants to try some planning, 
he sits down with his 15-year-old buddy and they make the most ridiculous, unlikely to succeed plan ever made by a human being. But because he made an attempt at planning, it counts. Okay, if he plans to build a go-kart in his backyard, for starters, by the way, that does not count as a passion project unless it meets the other criteria, which I will not review in detail now, but he starts it and it is horrible and the wheels don't work and it's a mess, okay? But he acted upon it, that counts. If he attempts to reflect, so he's over there looking at the wall, glassy eye and you say what are you doing and he says i'm trying to reflect and 10 seconds later he walks away because he's exhausted because he spent more time reflecting than he ever has in his life because he thought about his efforts for like 13 seconds that counts so there's an example of the four types of behaviors the second half is he must tell other people about his efforts to count that square my preference would be he brags about it on one of our text messaging or slack or i think with the sons of human we use group me when a new kid joins he's automatically enrolled unless his parents don't want him to be which by the way we monitor that very closely there's nothing weird going to go on there if it does it's extremely rare okay this is where they share each other's successes. This is where they give encouragement. This is where they do all sorts of things, build brotherhood, long distance, et cetera, et cetera. And so all he does is he posts and he says, I reflected for 13 seconds. Post. Now, we're going to have some guys that get pretty good at this stuff, being role models for the others. And so don't worry, it's not going to stay that amateur because he's got to do it every day for 28 days. Okay. Your job as a mom is to be fascinated by whatever weird things they try. Okay. You are allowed to ask the question. So does that count as reflecting? If they say yes, you go, Oh, when you study the parental guide for this system, President Nielsen, let me tell you why he's using this based on my limited understanding as a 52-year-old psychologist, okay? What President Nielsen was observing is that the younger generation that's coming of age has been practicing checking boxes that somebody else thought of. And the new generation was not skilled at thinking for themselves enough. Now, let me tell you a sad story that I experienced this morning. Okay, actually, it's two of them in 24 hours. Last night, I met with one of my apprentice therapists reviewing one of her cases, and she's agonizing over what to do with this case because she's working with an 18-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. She just received an email from the mother telling her as the therapist exactly what she should be doing in her therapy sessions with her children. Okay, including not mentioning or not discussing whether it was the right thing or wrong thing for this mother to decide when the 29-year-old daughter was allowed to leave the home. Okay, the mother I, I met with a 22-year-old daughter this morning, I've met with this family before, while I have complete validation for the parents' 
love of their children. Two of the children that I've worked with are extremely unskilled at thinking for themselves because the parents are extremely good at thinking for the children. And when the kids make mistakes, including sinning, then the parents take over the planning system for the kids because the kids can't be trusted to plan for themselves. Last time I checked, when God sent us here to this earth, he fully knew that we would be sinning. He fully knew that our attempts at discovering, planning, acting, and reflecting would be inadequate and we would do it wrong. If I can ask anything of you parents, please, as your young men are learning how to do this, have the process of learning to discover and plan and act and reflect be more important than whether or not they are succeeding at their goals. You've got to let your kids sin because God does. He lets us sin. He lets us fail. He lets us ruin things. There's nowhere in any conference talk in the last 50 years where the prophet says it is your responsibility as a mother to make sure your kids don't sin. It is nowhere in any doctrine. And so they will. And who better to be in the presence of, of another fellow sinner? So when they say, I had a plan and it didn't work. And you say, that happens to me. I have plans and they don't work. I acted upon my plan and it didn't go as I planned. Me too. We're the same. I reflect upon my efforts and they're inadequate in these ways, but good in these ways. Me too. We're the same. But my sins are worse than your sins. Oh, I'm not going to tell you what I did in college. We're not going to have that conversation today. <laughs> no, we're not. Maybe when you're 30 years old, I'll tell you about all of my sins. Okay, but for today, I'm just going to have compassion for your sins. Okay, and then some more discovery work. So the best thing you can do is to have your own topics that you're doing discovery work on. Your own topics that you're doing planning on. Your own topics that you're acting upon and your own topics you're reflecting on. And when you have a chance to talk with them, you put your DPAR next to their DPAR and you walk together through the four, four sections. If they're ready for you to participate. Little warning, moms. One of the most important goals of an adolescent male as he's preparing to become a husband is to prove that he does not need a mother. So the work he does to make sure you don't matter in his life is part of his development. You deserve the credit for what you've done, but please don't take offense to a young man who's trying to prove that you are not relevant in his life. It's really important for us men. You cannot take on a wife if you still need a mom. Don't worry. They'll all be horrible at being husbands for a while. Learning to be a husband is like practicing the violin. It sounds horrible when you hear it from a distance at first. Ugh, and you just hope they stop. Okay. 
Karen, ask me clarifying questions. What might I have missed that the moms are going to want to know about? Oh, oh I just thought of I just thought of two things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one, to help your sons get better at passion projects. This will be occasionally talked about in the groups, but we have two extra resources. One of them is every personal warrior trainer is trained to help facilitate the four steps of passion projects. So extra sessions with their personal warrior trainer is a good investment. Okay. A less expensive yet less direct resource that your son is allowed to participate in at any time, right? On day one or later, starting in January, we're going to have a class that teaches, a workshop that teaches specifically in a four-week rotation, one week on discovering, one week on planning, one week on acting, one week on reflecting, and then we're going to do it over again. Another week on discover, another planning, another on acting, another on reflecting, so that we have a man training men in a room full of other men. And one of my secret hopes of this is they're going to meet each other and combine strengths and do team-based passion projects. So that's one of the things that's going to come of it. We've written all this up so you can read in detail. Feel free to ask questions. So if a young man has yet to reach eight, week eight starting January 1st, doing this version of the A-square will be mandatory for graduation. Okay. All right, any questions? Karen, did you think of something? I was just gonna say the, the goal is not for them to start and complete a passion project. It's right. for them to understand the process of receiving personal revelation through doing the DPAR about what they're passionate about and doing that for some time is going to create this more preside, provide, protect kind of mentality. Thank you. So yes, mothers, this is not an Eagle Scout project thing where they're required to complete something. So you do not have to become a scout mom all over again. And if you feel like your son is slacking in these areas, you don't address your son. You tell on him to his personal warrior trainer or to his therapist. Let us do the training on this, if you don't mind. We are happy to take that load off your shoulders. Just say, as far as I can tell, he's not doing his discover work. As far as I can tell, he's lying on his calendar. As far as I can tell, he's still losing battles. I have no problem with a mom sending. The funniest thing happens. I haven't told this story before, but when I get a letter from mom, I play this game where I don't tell the guys whose mom it is. And I say, I want you to raise your hand if you think it's your mom. And 50% of the guys will raise their hand while I read the letter. Oh, that's so my mom. That sounds like my, no, dude, that sounds like my mom. Oh man, that's my mom. It totally sounds like my mom. How weird is it that all the moms sound the same? So ladies, don't hesitate to share your concerns with us. Yeah. Then we can attend to them. Thanks, you, Karen. <clears throat> Anything else? No, I think that was so good. And so we'll be receiving some really in-depth information. We'll also, it will be somewhere on the, life-changing services website for us to I find think it's already right I think it's okay. already available by a link okay so has it been emailed out to everyone who has somebody in a program yet let's check with Connie and Ruben I think they sent it out already last okay. week so what we decided to do is we have a very short letter that's just a blurb 
so that we don't overwhelm people who don't love details. And there's a couple of places to click to go read the little line items. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know exactly what's going on, you could read about it. But there's the short version and the long version. They should be available. So just you should just click on your emails and do a search for Passion Project. And if it's not there, let us know so we can improve. By the way, if your youth is over 18 and has not signed a release of confidentiality to have you receive stuff, you're not going to get it. Mm. Your son will, but you won't. So. All right. So good. And so ladies, let's take advantage of this time we have with Maurice. What's on your hearts? What have you been noticing lately? What's consuming a lot of your time and wonderings as you're thinking about things as it pertains to your child or just you? even your family, even if you don't know your question, you can just kind of say, here's kind of the situation and Maurice will hear your question in your situation. He's pretty good at that. So, yeah. So ladies, I want to talk about how it feels crazy to be a good mom, but I want to be validating of this pendulum swing you're going to find yourself on. And I want you to feel like it's healthy. The capability you have to invest your thoughts, feelings, and hearts in someone else's life is astonishingly powerful, okay? To really think about the details of what's going on across the room with the other person, to watch closely, to be sensitive to it all, to be creative in your ideas, et cetera, et cetera. This gift can often feel like a curse if it's not received well. I sometimes fantasize imagining a world where everyone fully received all women's ideas and what would happen if that took place. Can you see how many miracles there would be if people took you seriously all day long? Okay, just, let's just spend a moment with that happy thought because it's not reality. But anyway, it's a really happy thought to imagine other people taking you seriously all day long, right? I'm sad being raised in a family of all boys that I did not get an adequate education on how valuable your thoughts are. So I repent of that. And I'm working very hard to pull everything I can from girl brains and use them because it makes me look way smarter than the guy next to me. So there's a little bit of selfishness in that, but it does produce great results. Now, when you discover that your pearls of invested energy have been cast before swine. Not that we want to call your kids and possibly your husband a swine, because that would be rude, but it is metaphorical. Okay, we're not really saying they're swine. They're just valuing your pearls of wisdom as if they were swine. And so you're finding there, you're sitting there, and they're just snorting and pushing it with their nozzle. Like, I just shared with you, a thought I've been working on for three months. Like I have been polishing that thought and refining that thought. And it's a beautiful thought. Someone's going to frame it someday and put it on the wall because it's such a lovely thought. And you're just like snorting at it and stepping on it and ignoring it and walking away from it. Now, ladies, if we all had the psychological fortitude of God, we could just do that all day long and not burn out. But As long as you're mortal, you're going to reach the point of running faster than you have strength. May I encourage you to let yourself retreat and regroup without feeling any guilt about it. 
Let me explain why. I was chatting with God one day about fulfilling my stewardships and feeling a little burned out. And he says, Maurice, I'm going to say this really slow so you can follow along and you can keep up with me. He's all, do you remember the scripture that says, it's not meat that you run faster than you have strength? And well, yeah, but I should have more strength and I should do more. And he says, no, at any moment of time, I could inject you with all sorts of strength. We've already seen me inject you with wisdom you don't deserve because you write books that people read and you're not smart enough to do that on your own. That's okay, right? So I have a strong testimony that if God wants me to be more resourced than I am, he can totally do it. So why does he let me burn out sometimes? He pulls the lens back a little. He says, I want you to look outside of your window for a second. And I want you to look at how things maneuver in nature. How some wind comes and it does a certain thing. And how some sun comes and it does a certain thing. And how water comes. And how sometimes going without water does something. And how going without wind. And all these things, time and season stuff, does very important things for the growth of the world. And then he says to me, you, and I hope you'll hear this for yourselves. You are a vital piece of the growth of this world. But sometimes I need you to do nothing so that I can have other things do work. So I let you burn out so that you'll do nothing. I let you get tired so you will do nothing. I let you feel unwise so you ain't got nothing to say. When I've learned how to listen to my lack of resources, listen to my lack of energy, I've learned it's time for me to do nothing. It's time for me to let something else happen. Which, by the way, is really embarrassing halfway through a therapy session. Okay. And you're sitting there and they're all, okay, I'm ready. I'm paying you money. And you go, I got nothing. Okay. I can be friendly. I can be encouraging, but I got nothing for you. And they're like, okay. And we have this awkward moment of them going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go now. And you're like, oh, okay. I'll make sure to prorate your visit. Bye-bye. Okay. So ladies, don't be surprised when your pendulum swings the other way. And it's time for you to have some girl time, some mom time, man. I had one woman say, my husband totally botched it for my birthday. So I went to the Grand American Hotel, got myself a massage, and I had total girl time, man. It was a very wonderful birthday, and I was all by myself. But that is what she was able to find value in. Okay, so ladies, sometimes it's really important that you're not a mom. So something else can happen. For as evidence of that, think back about your own development. What percentage of the very important moments you had in your development were not your mom? Okay, she did play a role, but you needed to hear things from other people too. So sometimes you let people learn from someone other than you. Okay, and then you go back to being invested again and trying again and throwing your pearls at Blaine. Yeah, that's very normal. Swing set, invest, retreat, invest, retreat, invest, retreat. I just want you to know that that's healthy. Okay, all right, BJ, anything come in? 
we actually do have four or five questions here that have come in. So let's see what we can do here. So the, the first question is, what do we do if our sons need help, but they don't think they do, or they're not willing to participate in the program? There's some important stories in the scriptures of reluctant young men that we need to prepare ourselves for. I'm sure that Sariah, the mother of Laman and Lemuel, had the same question. I don't know what that conversation would be like between Sariah and Alma the Younger's mother. Okay. Alma the Younger's mother felt similar agony, I'm sure, but she got the luxury of him coming around. How do you make sure one outcome comes then instead of the other one? You don't get to make sure. So a lot of your work is what's taught by Karen, which is stand by the tree. Do not lose your mind trying to make sure other people behave correctly. Now, there are certain things that God has done and prophets have done to try to inspire and nurture us into good behavior. So there are lots of things you can try. But remember, you're just supposed to throw the seeds out, just like the parable in the New Testament, where the seeds fell on different types of ground. As the farmer, your job is to throw the seeds out. It's not your job to make sure that the birds don't eat them or to make sure the ground is tilled or to make sure they're received well or that the weeds don't choke them out. That's our responsibility. Even a teenage boy can make a place for seeds. Okay. Now, there's a couple of things you can do. If someone's behaving contrary to your value system inside your home, always remember it's your home. The person who provides the home also decides what resources to not or to provide. Okay. And you can be really weird about it. Like, I don't want to financially support you going and hanging out with your friends if you don't go to Sons of Heaven, at least fake it. Okay. So you can do it, everyone. You know you're doing it right, mom and dad, if you start every sentence with, you can do whatever you want. You need to be able to start it. You can do whatever you want. Just like we were told when we came to earth, just like we're told in our conference talks, we are reminded we have agency. You don't get to pick the consequences of what you do, but you can do whatever you want. All right? You know you're prepared with your conversation if you start it with that. If you do this, I will be doing this. And if you do that, I will be doing this. So then followed up with if then statements. If you don't do this, I will do this. If you don't do that, I will do this. Make sure you don't use threats. There's a difference. Gravity doesn't threaten anybody. If you step off a building, you will fall and hit your head on the pavement. That's not a threat. Okay. Do not do an if-then statement that you are not capable of following through on. For instance, with a 17-year-old, you do not say, if you don't do your homework, you cannot go anywhere this weekend. Are you going to stand between him and the doorway when he wants to go out for the weekend? Are you going to block him from going out? Chances are he's bigger than you. You can say you do not have permission to go out. I will not give you permission to go out this weekend. Okay. Trying to talk my son into not getting tattoos. You are not allowed to get tattoos. Yeah, that worked. 
some people haven't seen pictures of my glorious looking son with his amazing cool tattoos. I still don't know why they, he values them so much. Okay. So you don't get to pick how the child turns out. Now, a question I have that we contemplate with parents, what if my son is attending the meetings, but he doesn't do anything while he's in the meetings and he's not following the instructions and he's not to doing what he's supposed to do? The difficult question you have to ask yourself is, your son's going to be exposed to young men and adult men who are going to have an influence on him. If it's not in a Sons of meeting, it'll probably be in a locker room or something like that. Is it worth it to invest the money just for him to be in the presence of those people for two hours? You're the only one who can decide if it's worth that. I do not encourage using, if you don't do your assignments, if you don't do your manpower, we're taking you out of Sons of Human. Please do not do that. That completely defeats the purpose. We completely understand it's part of the process to learn how to get good at those things. I will promise you this. In almost every Sons of Healing group, over 50% of the guys are getting it right and are role modeling for the new guys how to do it right. Okay? So your son is going to see lots of success. If he doesn't come to Sons of Healing, he's not going to have friends telling him whether or not they're succeeding or failing with their daily spiritual workouts or with their sexual self-mastery. Because the guys that are succeeding aren't going to brag about it. And the guys that are failing, you're not going to want your son to hear those stories anyway. And so, yes, it may take two years. It may take three years. Some of our strongest, most powerful graduates took over three years to graduate. When the average is seven months. Okay. So, yes, the average is between seven and nine months. It takes three to six months to figure it out. I promise you, we've worked as hard as we can to make sure it's the least expensive training available. Anything else there is either really expensive and I, to be candid, and is not as good. Even in a treatment facility, they may learn a lot of stuff really fast, but they don't get a chance to practice it in their regular lives. And so then they come home and they get back to regular lives and everything falls apart. Often, not always. Okay. We have to leave room for them to discover new ways of fighting, make a plan for the week, try it out by acting through the plan, failing some and succeeding some through reflection, and then discovering again and doing the whole cycle over and over again. This is what prepares them for long-term success. It is not my goal to get these boys to succeed as fast as possible. My number one goal is to never meet their wives. My number one goal is to never have a wife in therapy with me because her son, her husband didn't figure it out when he was a teenager. So I've got the long game in mind. Okay. I don't know if that's an adequate response. What's next, BJ? Um, thank you. Just Can I ask a quick follow-up question on that? Oh, go ahead. Sure. Um, sorry. How do you do the if-then statement so it doesn't sound like you're manipulating them? You are manipulating them. Oh, okay. 
So, but let's talk about the word manipulate. Okay. This is a word that has been contaminated. The youth will use that to make it sound like you're doing it wrong. All right. Every conference talk that we are here is a manipulation. Manipulation by definition is an attempt to influence behavior. You are attempting to influence behavior. Therefore, you are manipulating. Okay. And so don't argue over the word manipulate. The next time they say you're being manipulative, you just say that is correct. If we'd like to look up in the dictionary what manipulate means, it means to attempt to make a change in something. And as the steward of as your parent, my stewardship is to attempt to have an influence on you. And you can choose to be a Samuel, a Sam or Nephi, or you can choose to be a Laman and Lemuel. You can do whatever you want. So yeah, don't argue over whether or not you're being manipulative. Just say that you are, and it'll save a lot of arguments. <laughs> Thank you. That is okay. so perfect. I hope that helps. Grace, that helps can you just do a quick example on, you mentioned if your son says he's going to leave and he stands up to walk out the door. What might you say as an if then in that situation? Okay. Depending on what's going on, there's lots of different variables in a case like that. So you have to, the number one thing, you, you cannot do an if-then statement in the moment. That will mess with your head. You will totally botch it. If you walk out that door, no Christmas for you for 10 years. Okay, don't do that. You say, if you walk out the door, I will have to think about what I'm going to do. Okay, that's how you do it in those situations. You can buy time. Do we ever get consequences from God immediately? Are we doing them a favor by giving them immediate made-up consequences that we didn't think them think through? Okay. You say, you, all right, go. I will decide later what to do. My preference, if they're over 17 years old, you change the locks on the doors until he does enough yard work to earn his way back in the house. When I've got a kid who's 16 or older, I will often, if it's an ongoing case, I will have the police called over before there's a problem. Okay. Let's get the police involved. That way the kids can't think they can leverage you and manipulate you. With, I'll call the police on you if you lock me out of the house. I don't know if it's true in your neighborhood, but here in Farmington, Utah, if you call the cops over and they say, what's the problem? Say, there isn't one now, but we thought we'd talk about what will happen. What will you do if we lock the kid out of the house? The cops always smile and they go, that would be awesome. I, we've been waiting for parents that would do that. Trouble, troublesome kid. Okay. Kid, if you're giving your parents a hard time and they lock your house, give us a call. Give us a call. We'll come over. You can sit in the back of our cop car for a while. We'll walk around circles. Okay, then I'll drop you off. You need to sleep on your parents' porch. And maybe you can learn how to be a real man and be respectful to your parents. Okay, so, so you got to be creative. You got to remember you're not raising porcelain dolls. Did you know that young men that were 15, 16, 17 years old actually slept on the frozen ground while crossing the plains as pioneers and they survived? But that's rude and that's disrespectful. Kid, the stuff you said in my house to me, you have no right to be in a house with me. You are being so disrespectful. Okay. What I see with parents is some 70s, 80s, or 1990s philosophy has tied your hands on being creative. Okay, there's a whole lot more you can do. But remember, it doesn't matter how 
significant your parenting methods are in the same way the, the brains of these youth are the same brains of the colonists of America. If they are convinced that they're right and you are wrong, whether it's true or not, they will not need logic to go up against the authority figures any more than the colonists of America were willing to go up against Great Britain. The brains of the adolescent male and often the female brain is willing to go to war for what they believe in, even if there's a 5% chance of winning. And we teach them this stuff in history classes like it's a good idea. Okay? So don't go to a bloody war if they feel a need, if they really demand, I am right and I'm willing to fight for it. That's great, but not in my house. But not in my house. Okay? We'll have to cover that in more detail at another time if you'd like. We've spent the whole session on this with those very topics before. Okay? All right, ladies, may I express my gratitude for you? I am completely aware that your job is like salmon swimming upstream trying to get up river while grizzly bears try to eat you. Okay, I recognize that it is a tireless job, but there's that thing inside of you that makes it so you can't stop trying. Thank you. Thank you for acting upon it, even though it's exhausting and it often does not work. It is because of you that the world is a much better place. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Yeah, so good. It's great to have Maurice come. Let's go to you, BJ, first and see what you think we should do. Yeah, you know, we did have a few questions that I was hoping we would be able to get to. Okay. Not sure. I, he kind of answered a little bit of it, but my grandson is attending his weekly group, mm -hmm. but his warrior trainer stopped seeing him because he wasn't really participating in it. And so he felt like he was just taking our money. And so I was going to ask him, what, what do I do about that? I'm not sure. I, I don't know if any of you have had this happen before, or I'm not sure what to do about the goals. Do I try to encourage him to do them on his own? Do I try to get the warrior trainer back and just continue to work with him anyway? I'm just not really sure what to do. So can I ask you some clarifying questions? Sure. So how old is your grandson? He is 16. Okay. And when you say he's, would you agree that he's not participating at all? In the goals? Yeah. Yeah. Unless I say something to him or encourage him to, or have you done it? Or, mm -hmm. you know, unless I say something, he probably wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So good. And he doesn't really want to be in the program, but he does do the two hour group. Yeah. And so I feel like that's better than nothing. For sure. Does he go in person or online? Online. Okay. And do you live with him when he's, do you see him right after group or no? 
I do. He lives with me. Okay. And so after the group, can you see any kind of increase in him in any way? I really, he doesn't really talk to me mm-hmm. about any of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to talk about it. Even if I was, were to ask him, mm-hmm. you know, about group or he just doesn't want to talk about it with me. Yeah. So I try not to push it. Okay. Well, I know there's lots of different edifying things that personal warrior trainers can talk to boys about. If the boys aren't right on board with their goals, then usually they'll go to a place where they're at. Let's talk about where you're at kind of a thing. And so it'd be interesting to get some feedback. One thing, I'm happy to help you get that feedback. It's one of my roles as a parent support specialist is to help parents to get to the bottom of things so that you feel like what you're investing in, at least you have more information, you know, so that you can have more inspiration about, well, where do we go next, right? Because you're the you're the expert, you get, you're living right there. So one of the things that I would suggest is for you to set up a meeting with his clinician to just chat with him and say, here's what I'm noticing about my guy. And I bet you've met his clinician. I have sent him an email and asked him if he could talk. I don't know how that goes or okay. how available he is to do something like that, but I haven't heard back yet. And I did suggest maybe we could do, maybe he could start with one goal, you know, and work on that goal. And then maybe two, you know, maybe increase it from there instead of just all six of them all at once, every single day. He's got a lot of other problems that are working against him (laughs) already. So you are so wise. That's so wise. What a wise thing to suggest. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what Brad Wilcox taught us in general conference, right? Don't ask people to go above where they're at. Just meet them where they're at and ask them to just go a little bit higher. And so, yeah, that's just incredible. So I don't know, it would be, I'll check into some of this too. And I'll put my information in the chat for you. But yeah, I just love it when, just to know the scenario of things you're experiencing, you moms, you know, whether you're the grandma or the mom, I just really, that's why I go to clinicians meetings once a month. That's why I have a, an ear to the ground where moms are, right? And a lot of times the clinicians and the PWTs are just super invested in what's right in front of them. And then they move on to the next thing. But Yeah, my role here is to say, hold, hold, there's something going on here. And the most important thing, yes, it's the boy in the program, but is to really help this parent have the information that they need so that they can be inspired about what their next step should be. So anyway, I'm so glad that you brought that up. But I would suggest when you said, I don't know how that works, there's so many pieces of what our sons or daughters are dealing with, especially when it gets to the level of we need outside support that we're like, I don't even know what that looks like, right? I've never been here before. 
I'm learning how to swim a different way. Never learned this stroke before. So to just be so kind to yourself and really appreciate how much you care and the effort you're putting in, so important. But I just think it's super, super valuable to just hear the details of your story. And there are some pieces in there that we need more information on for sure. So yeah, it's, it's good. Thank so, you. Yeah. Anything else, Beach? Um, you know, I appreciate you asking that because sometimes we think, oh, I'm not going to bring up anything that's maybe not had some kinks in it over there, <laughs> but yeah. it, that's how we try to massage things and get things to work better. So that's good to understand. And we did have a question from our neat new friend, but I think she had to slip out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I hopefully she's hoping to be able to join us again. And we'll see if we can get that answered. Do you want to to just send me her question or would you, did she give you, give you any contact information? She didn't, but I'm thinking we'll have her email with the zoom information. Okay. So are we on to takeaways? There's no more questions. Is that right? BJ, is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Right. Ladies, you're welcome to bring up a question you have or yeah, what are some of the takeaways from our Q&A with Maurice today, or even our previous 9 a.m. class, if that's something you really feel to mention something about, you can. I, I'll say something. I, I learned I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs> that's basically what I'm learning. I've just been one of those who feel like I have to make sure, yeah. you know, that my grandson turns out okay. And obviously I can't do that as much as I want to. And it's hard to kind of pull back from that, but he's turned 16 now. And I know he's got to learn these things on his own and he has to come to believe them on his own and want them. And my situation is probably very different than anyone else's as far as, you know, raising my grandson and him not being my son, it's made things more challenging and a lot of other dynamics going into it have made it more difficult. But yeah, I mean, I learned that I've got to stop trying to make sure everything happens the way it should happen and that he turns out okay. And that's a tough one for me because I want nothing more than for him to to be okay. We hear you. We hear you so loud and so clear. It isn't easy. It's, it's a hard switch to do. It's the very reason why we created our mom power training was for women who come to this meeting, who have kids in sons of healing program or daughters of light program. And mostly it was created because I did it completely wrong for almost three years with my boy. Years ago, we showed up at, in 2007 at, in Sons of Helaman. And he's one of those boys that took over three years to graduate, but he's such a neat guy. And now he's in his 30s and has a family and children. But yeah, it is so tricky to know what do I do with me and how deeply I care 
and how much I want them to succeed. And as I'm watching this, I can see like, and it makes complete sense to me, what would be the safest, best, most successful trajectory for you to walk. But the world that our kids are in, oh man, it's gotten even more tricky in this day to try to parent all of that. So our mom power training, it's an eight week course. It's uh, free and it's self-paced, but that is one of the biggest reasons that the mom power training was created was to help us know how to do exactly what you're mentioning is so difficult to figure out because it's not that we were doing everything wrong. We were doing exactly what we knew. And guess what? Everything that we knew was also connected to our love for God, our love for our child, and this really incredibly, oh, deep calling that we feel to help children be successful. But it's not until we can really hear God say, it's about me being successful when he says, it's my work and my glory to bring to pass the success, the immortality and eternal life, the success of you, of your child, of your grandson. That's my work. That's my glory. And you, you get to be the mom or the grandma. That's what you get to be, but it isn't doing that work. And so we're so connected to wanting to do those same kinds of things. Like I want to make sure that everybody is successful too, but God, he's got a bigger perspective where he's not making sure he's making sure that his work is done, but he doesn't have a timetable on it like we do. And he doesn't see the mess like we do. He might see the mess as, oh, now we're getting somewhere, right? He might totally be thinking that now we're getting somewhere. This is good because I know this child of mine needs to hear it from this angle or learn it in this way. But to us, it's like, that would be the worst thing. You could catch on fire and fall off a cliff, right? And end up in jail and then we'll all die. Like you just get, it gets big. So we start getting really miserable and completely tormented. So I would just encourage you and anybody else here that hasn't checked out the mom power training to go and check that out. If there's any of you that want to just share how that training has helped you find a new perspective, that might be helpful, but you're not alone and you might be a grandma but you're so welcome here. And I don't want you to ever feel like your situation is completely different than everyone else's because I can guarantee you that we all have very similar hearts and we're all dealing with very difficult things. I would imagine with your situation, there's some kind of dynamic that went on that created a scenario and a circumstance Anybody want to share how mom power and the training helped you to reframe that hyper vigilant kind of a 
perspective that we have that really is coming from a, I'm pretty sure God expects me to help this child not get off the path. Or I'm pretty sure that this is a pretty important thing. How do we release that, you know, holding on with white knuckles kind of feeling and adjust to what, what is helpful? Anybody have anything? I can share the mom power classes. I've taken in probably four or five times and I'll sign up again because listening to them just brings me so much peace and that I don't have to do it. I can just open my arms and say, I love you and I'm here for you and I, I can love. I don't have to chase them around the house anymore. I don't have to, you know, wonder what, what he's looking at on the phone all the time. I, I do always am concerned and I'm always praying, but I know that God is watching over him and that I can do what I'm learning in those classes is just to pray and write and love and stay in a place of happiness and joy and cheerfulness because that's what they need is to need to see hope. And I learned that in the mom power classes and I I'm just so grateful that it's not on me. And I feel, I feel it's taken a year and a half probably of being with these wonderful ladies and seeing, you know, we ended up in one direction and he, he got into a counselor and that was the wrong one for him. And then it took another eight months or so till another door opened that God provided a way. And now he's joining this today will be his second little two-hour minute of Moroni because he's 18 and he had a choice. And the PWT called or texted him. And my son's kind of overwhelmed with, oh, I got to do all this. You know, like last night, he was telling me, who is this guy calling me? <laughs> I'm like, well, I, they explained to me that there's somebody going to call you. And, I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, but just attend and try but yeah i'm so grateful that god opens doors and mom power is the biggest door that really helped me and it's helped my son through that you know all of you but anyway it's good sign up come <laughs> yeah. sherry thank you so much i really appreciate you sharing thank you all right Anybody have any final thoughts about anything? BJ has some final thoughts she'd like to share with us. Did you have something? I was just going to say, yeah, sign up. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. It has helped me put my thoughts and feelings in a better place and understand myself a little bit more. Help me to manage my feelings and thoughts better so that I could be a better mother in my house, more, more calm have more direction from the, the spirit I feel and be able to cheer a little bit louder and not get so hyper, I don't know, concerned about things and just know that God's got our children and they can get rid of some personal revelation too. But if I can help provide a place where I'm a little bit more peaceful, where their home's a little bit more peaceful so that that spirit can be there to teach them, that for me has made a, a big difference. And 
I'm, I'm a long hauler. I think I was here right when Karen started the mom power training and, and I look forward to it each time because it helps me so much. So yeah, sign up, come join us. Yeah. Thanks, Lynn. And really it's not just the training. It's that interaction that we hear between each other relating and using the principles and the tools and how we navigate like what does that look like when you're, yeah, what, what, you know, it's just good. So yeah. good to hear other people's perspectives. Their experiences and how they, and how they internalize the things that you've been teaching, Karen, because some look, come, some learn it a little bit different and their explanation might just click. And sometimes certain times when I've taken it, I was like, okay, I think I got, I've got that principle. I understand a little bit different. So yeah, you're right. Interaction with each other is, is huge. Yeah. So good. Thanks, Lynn. Okay, BJ, you're on with your info. Love it. Thanks all you ladies. And I just, I talked about, oh, I'm just learning that I'm not doing it all right. I remember having those same feelings, even though that's not the, the message that's, that's trying to be portrayed. But I remember just realizing I've been thinking about these things in a way that's, that's not helpful and not healthy in some ways. And I just was grateful to that idea of not having to make sure and letting the savior be in charge of that job. Sometimes we hear that and we think, I guess that means we just do nothing. We just sit here and do nothing. And for sure, that's not the message. The message is there's there are so many things that we can, can do as far as our influence or maybe close my mouth this time or maybe send that text or just be a reminder. I've got so much confidence in you. I see such awesome things in your future because you know that they are too getting bombarded with. You're a loser. Your future's ruined. You know those satanic thoughts are not just messing with us. We're trying to bang the door down with on our heart and our thoughts, but also that they are. And so there are so many things that we can do. I'll tell you though, just a weight off to realize I, if somebody would have asked me or told me, Beach, you're trying to be the savior here. I would have said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But just realizing that I felt like it was my job to, that I not only probably caused this by my lack of good parenting, but it was my job to fix it. My job to fix it and to heal and to save that was trying to be the savior. And I just realized I don't have to do that job. That's, that's on the perfect person. And that is such a weight off to just realize that's he's in it. He's on it. And sometimes we look at it and say, Oh, it doesn't look like you're in it and on it, but he really just he sees it. He is in it and on it. And the beautiful experience and changes that will happen with us personally as moms and that we'll watch in other people. Maybe all the people we love don't turn around. I don't know the answer to that. That's part of their agency, but we can be a powerful influence for seeing them and helping them to know how God sees them just by the things that we say and do. And we might have some firm walls or, or things like that that we put in place to try and help to protect. And sometimes we'll think, 
now you just got to choose. I'm going to take some of those safeguards down that are on the computer. And then you've got to figure it out. Just you and the spirit will help figure out some of those things. So when we say, you know, stay in our own lane, we don't mean stop caring or stop praying for or stop talking, but we don't have to have that weight of it's all on us, somebody else's life and journey and choices. Cause that that's not only impossible, it's just, um, not necessary. Right. So I appreciated kind of learning about that a little bit with just here mothers who know in the, in the various resources and things that we have here. All right, Karen. Thanks BJ. Thanks everybody for being here. Really your time is valuable and we really value your time here. Thank you so much for being here. We're doing this together. We're in it together. And so good to know that, boy, we are in it with him, with Jesus Christ. What we're doing is with him and for him. It's so cool. One of the scriptures we love in our mom power training is the DNC 123.17. And it teaches us what to do when we're thinking, I do not know what to do. It just says, hey, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, like where we have the power to, we can influence that, but we can't make that, like what lies in our power. And then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed because he's in it. We're in this with him, for him. And so I'm just so glad we're in this together, but that we all recognize that he's, he's the champion of a mess. And we're the mom that gets to influence messes. That's pretty awesome. I'm so glad that we don't have to champion a mess. Love you, ladies. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA eight young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under Mothers You Know LCS or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram username at mothers underscore who know last if you would like additional support and training please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms 
You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.